0: Welcome to another episode of the cast. We're recording later because I am live with Tim in studio, in our makeshift studio. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. We're and trying to figure out how to hook up the second second monitor.
1: But I like to appreciate the, uh, you had some good uh, charcuterie board in the green room. I really do appreciate hey. that. But hey. you had blue M&Ms, I want red M&Ms, only red, so... <laughs> It's okay. I'll, uh, you know, let your assistant, aka Anna Nicole, um, in on that. So,
0: well, you know, uh, I hope you do have a parting gift for you when you leave today. So, you know, Ooh. we're we're professional, we're professional like that.
1: Well, if we're gonna do that, then I'm gonna come down here every time. Oh,
0: I mean, you just drive down every weekend. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> so, we got a lot of stuff for you. Make sure you go to all of our, our links. Uh, are available at uh, linktree l i n k t r dot e e slash fomocast gaming. We're starting it off with some RIPs that um, two of them were kind of shocking. One of them don't know what happened. The other two, you know, things do happen. Um, when it comes to the first one, well, I'll start with, with the youngest one, who is Kevin Clark, who is 32. And basically, he um, was hit while riding his bike. If you know who Kevin Clark is, Kevin Clark was the drummer from School of Rock, who legitimately said multiple times the only reason why he got the part was because he could actually play drums. Um, He actually uh, was friends with Jack Black in real life because Jack Black did really appreciate the fact that he did have the musical uh, talent that actually all the kids, for the most part, in the actual movie had skills in one way or another for the actual singing and stuff. But uh, he was hit and killed while riding his bike home from work, I believe. Um, and it's kind of devastating too, because you think about it. Uh, he was only thirty-two, man, younger than us. And you know, and it wasn't even like one of those stories of, oh hey, he was on drugs, or oh hey, he no, they every all accounts were he was just the coolest dude who just wanted to hang out and he wanted to create music and that's it.
1: No, exactly. And I just looked at it right now. School of Rock came out in oh three, so that's the year we graduated. So I mean, I knew all you know, all the kids then were younger and whatnot, but you know, that's sad too, especially the circumstances on how, you know, he passed away. It wasn't anything like, you know, hey had you COVID or anything like that or, he was hit on a bike. You know, hit on a bike coming home from work. From work. Yeah. So at what'd you say, thirty two? Thirty two. Yeah. No. Fairly into his thirties. So. Barely in
0: his thirties. Sad. Um the next one is not very well known, but so Marcus York um, he actually, so uh, he uh, was on the office. Uh, he played the gentleman. I can't remember his name, but he was in a wheelchair, and uh, I think his name was Billy on there. And uh, really good on the show. He played well. I mean, you you don't really know because obviously there's writing done and all of that. But um, I don't even remember. I don't even know if they said what what happened. But he was only 56 and he passed. And, um, this is the first time in quite some time we've had some fairly young people. Mind you, um, you know, I've been looking up random people cause people have been posting on Facebook like crazy about these different people who were remembering like actors and whatnot. And there was a lot of actors who died like in their early sixties, you know, mid sixties. And now it's like commonplace, you know, like the last person we're going to talk about was a ninety. You know, it's crazy to think like, oh, they died in 94. I'm like, but they were only 67. That means they technically could still be alive right now. Yeah, cuz they would be they would have been 77 in 04, 87 in 2014. So they put them in their 90s, and technically they could still be alive, and that's just crazy.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And on the it, his, he was Billy from the Office in the mm-hmm. early years, mm-hmm. um, and it said he died in hospital following a brief and unexpected illness, and cause of death was not disclosed. So that another so, another yeah. one were, <clears throat> you know, brief unexpected illness. So another one where was was not. Well, it was unexpected, as it said. So it wasn't something where. Long term hey, he, You know, yeah. hey, he battled, you know, 10 years with pancreatic cancer when he only had, you know, with the diagnosis, a year to live or whatnot. Right, right. And fought the good fight and, you know, kind of was, you know, living on, on borrowed time there. But, you know, the, the first two, it's just sad to say. And both so young, too. Um, granted, the first one, 32, and this one at, at 56. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The next one, um, everyone should know,
0: especially if you're listening to our podcast, you should know, um, you'll actually know his voice, at least, um, Samuel Wright, who he played Sebastian from The Little Mermaid. Um, He was 74. Um, I don't know if he played Sebastian in any of the subsequent uh, movies or TV show. No. Um,
1: All all I see is that... uh Obviously, probably lead vocals for Under the Sea, won Mm -hmm. the Academy Award for Best Original Song, so that's pretty cool. Played Dizzy Gillespie in Bird, um, and then he played Mufasa in the original cast of The Lion King on Broadway. That's pretty cool. And then voiced Kron on... Oh, I don't even know how to say that. Something in 2000... Igridondon... (laughs) Iguanodon. There you go. Yeah. Cron the Iguanodon in Disney 2000 CGI live action film Dinosaur. So, he, I mean, he, you know, had the the role of Sebastian in in the first one, who Shaggy reprised as uh, on the live musical with the one with John Stanless and whatnot. Um, And they don't even say how old he really is. He has two different. They don't know
0: if he was born in 46 or 48. So he was 72 or uh, 70 four
1: that's crazy but at least i mean he stayed with with disney for a couple more times so it wasn't just a a one and done um on it and it's interesting that he played i didn't know he played mufasa in the original uh broadway cast of the lion king that's that's pretty cool what's
0: really crazy is so he died from prostate cancer but he hasn't been active doing anything since 2008 really 13 years he hasn't been doing anything wow did it say when he got diagnosed with no, it just says he passed away at his home in Walden, New York. So, hmm. I mean, yeah, it's it, it. That's another one. He was seventy-four, and it was prostate cancer that took him. So it's almost one of those things you're kind of like, man. Uh, well, how long could he have gone? You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's pretty crazy. Um. But, I mean, a storied career with Disney. I and mean, that's the thing people don't realize, too. Like, you you just realized, you know, he did the live action. But I'm sure that him playing, you know, with Disney, that, that makes a huge difference on, you know, him getting those other roles.
1: So, yeah, exactly.
0: But, yeah, he was only 74. And what I like to do, too, is I like to search them while we're doing it to see, like... The oh, so he did, he was Sebastian. Oh my gosh! So he was the voice of Sebastian in The Little Mermaid Ariel's Beginning in 2008, in The Little Mermaid DVD Read Along for 2002. He was on The House of Mouse for six episodes as Sebastian. The Little Mermaid 2 Return to the Sea in 2000. Mm Um, he had a three episode turn on Law and Order, which everyone does, but he was Disney's Little Mermaid 2 video game as Sebastian. Uh, he basically did everything. It was all Sebastian for the most part.
1: Yeah. Well, it's good that he, it was him, the original one doing it. Obviously nobody could copy the, the original one. He
0: did do this TV show. He did 31 episodes of the TV show. That's Crazy. So, I mean Disney's Ariel, The Little Mermaid video game, Sebastian's Caribbean jamboree, I mean he made a pretty good he made a pretty good <laughs> Right living he good off long of long that. Long and well it,
1: shoot from what <clears throat> I think it said it came out in nineteen ninety, The Little Mermaid. Eighty nine. Eighty nine and what his last one for Sebastian was two thousand eight two thousand eight. So I'd say that's a that's, that's a, a good pretty run. good run. And, and with one you know sprinkled throughout, it's not like oh it's heavy in the beginning and heavy on the end. It sounded like it was you know every couple years he was doing something, whether it's a video game or a TV show or whatnot. So I mean I, I mean hey.
0: in, in reality I could almost say that like if you did a, a like a voice of Sebastian singing Kiss the Girl you, you you don't even you could you know who the character is and what movie it's from just by a one section of, yeah. of something so I mean that's pretty iconic uh,
1: it, exactly and you could even it, it's one of those things where it's so iconic where as soon as you hear either the music starts yep. playing you know it or you could take the music out and hear him sing probably just two words or I mean he doesn't even need to sing a full verse with no music, yep. and you would know that it was him. Him too, exactly. So, and it's not like a lot of characters in Disney films have that accent as well that he had. They don't. So,
0: and he was from. He didn't even really have that accent. Apparently, I mean, he's from South Carolina. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know.
1: That's crazy. Well, hey, if it was, he he did a good job.
0: I mean, uh, I have a feeling some people probably don't agree with that, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll take Shaggy as well.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, Shaggy who does not have an accent. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last person was Gavin McLeod. McLeod. However you want to say it. McLeod. I think it's McLeod. Um, so, he is most known for... He's playing... I'm going to say this from the thing because I didn't watch it, but he was Captain Merrill Steubing on The Love Boat. So... I mean, obviously, it was 250 episodes for 10 years he was on that show. And apparently, wow, they came back one more time. But he was in so much stuff. He was 90. I'm going to tell you his first acting appearance. He was on a show called The Walter Winchell File. He did for 42 episodes from 1957 to 1958. Oh, no, sorry, two episodes. See, I hate this. They They changed IMDb. To now, when they go, when you go to their info, it'll say the Walter Winchell file. It says a TV series from 1957 to 59 for 42 episodes, and then you have to look below that to say he was on it from 57 to 58 for
1: two episodes. Oh, it tells you when the whole season, when the whole the whole uh, entire show thing. ran, and then Correct. but then it's oh yeah, I know that's.
0: So I mean, it looks like his big break was. I mean, he did a couple movies. He did a couple, oh wow, he was with a, in a movie with Charles, a show with Charles Bronson, man, that's, nice. that's that's a thing right there, but yeah, no, so his big break looked like it was the love boat, um, I am finding a lot of stuff that's not rated, that's crazy right here with, um, a lot of these Shows and whatnot—they're not rated. It's so weird.
1: Was he primarily in shows?
0: It looks like he was a typical like. It shows he had an episode in Wonder Woman, an episode of Charlie's Angels. Oh, okay, kind of showed up here. Well,
1: I mean, with him being Captain Stubby on Love Boat, he was a you know a bigger character. So then he gets those little cameo spots or one-off spots in different shows where you, you hope <clears throat> where he would uh, yeah. be in there.
0: I mean, because you got to think the General Motors Playwrights Theater. That's hilarious. CBS School Break Special. The Love love Boat, The Next Wave, was one... So he did a reprisal from 98 to 99. And, it, yeah, it looks like after that, he just did little things. Like, and what's crazy is, when I remember... So this was... Uh, Late nineties, early two thousands. The show that everyone you saw people on was Jag and Touched by an Angel, and he was on both of those. He was also on that seventy show, The Sweet Life on Deck, and then um, it looked like he didn't do anything for. Like he was just kind of scattered, but um, he passed away. He was ninety. I didn't see if it said anything about his passing. Ones like that, I don't really look up too much about it because it's kind of like he was ninety.
1: When was his? When was the last show that he was? that he was on and I saw you just exit out of it. Did it say um, what year his last credited um um appearance was?
0: Uh to, oh, he has an up. It says an upcoming one. I don't think so, he's So well no. So the last thing he was on was something called The Comeback Kids, one episode in 2014, but okay, there's an so upcoming not- one called Jimmy's Cafe. It says in development so it must be something that they're they're doing the editing and stuff on yeah. so he probably recorded it already um so it's one of those things you know well it, it'll, it'll, it'll probably at least get an in a memoriam because um, that's what they usually do or a thanks kind of thing so uh you know to all those r.i.p thoughts and prayers we thank you guys all for doing what you've done for stuff uh honestly the kevin clark one hit me kind of hard because it was like oh was he in drugs or something you know like then you see he was yeah. hit by a car on his bike like coming home and it was just it's just a, yeah. that one yeah that one sucked um obviously all of them suck but yeah um the next thing Tim put this, so I know Tim is super stoked about it.
1: That's why it's the next thing on there, number uh, two.
0: Free samples are back at Costco.
1: Yep. No, I, and it was funny. I didn't hear anything about it, and all of a sudden it was boom. I guess they had an – I don't know if it was an investor call or a corporate call or something like that, and they're going to be rolling it out June 1st um, to select Costco's or you know on a rolling basis right. on it. So that's – I think they said it was – Probably not California. Well, over fourteen months since they've had free samples, so it's funny. Then you get everyone talking on Facebook um, or whatever social media about, oh hey, date nights back. We're gonna go here, or I can't wait to, you know, go to Costco and start perusing, taking taking the samples and whatnot <clears throat> um, again. And it was just everyone was so happy with it's like oh yes back to normal you know it's back to normal when costco's giving out free samples i'm like oh well, my it, gosh
0: it's really weird because when we would go it's like what's the point of the per like okay there are some times when i see the people that i don't want a sample from and i'm like oh you know what i've been wanting to try those and they just reminded me hey those meatballs are down over here and you'll ask them hey yeah. where are the meatballs at they all oh, it's right behind me over here i'm like sweet but when I we walk we walked through the other day and I was like, why do they even have these poor ladies sit here for no reason? It's like you know, oh yeah, they're like, they, I haven't
1: been I haven't been in one in in a while. Oh, okay, so basically what they have is just, it's uh, like have a, it delivered.
0: It's a plexiglass thing yeah. where they have the food just sitting there and then they basically are doing like the carnival uh, carnival barker thing. <laughs> no, seriously, like they're saying, oh, this is Tostitos new, you know, uh, one scoop chip. It's over an aisle, blah, 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 and that's all they do. They sit there, and they just carnival bark the You can look, but you
1: can't touch. Correct. And so they have it, like, actually, like, made there. It's not like, oh, this is frozen. This is what it looks like, or it's actually, like, warmed up, and it's...
0: They they might not have is it, is it warmed just, it up, but they have the food on display. Some of them have food so on does, display.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: So, and I get it, because there, sometimes there probably is an aroma that may think, oh, yeah, Oh, yeah, hey. yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, this is kind of a big one. California's probably going to be last on the list, even though I will say um, I have the tendency to kind of play, like, I don't like, I want to say, like, I a, a, a roshambo it when I go into a place. I'm like, I wonder if they're going to have masks or not. <laughs> and I walked into one place, and I felt like an idiot because I was the only one wearing a mask. Or wearing a mask, yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, because, mind you, this place, I'm not going to mention names. When I went to it, I'll tell Tim afterwards like, it's in a very ritzy area. And when the, everything first started happening, the, this this restaurant is owned by the same owner of this other restaurant. And this one restaurant, if you walked in with a the mask, they would yell at you to get out. The other one was like, you need to wear a mask here, or you're just an evil person. Yeah. Same owners, different atmosphere, different towns. So, what ends up happening is, is I'm just like, well, you know what? I need to play my, you know, and I think California's going to be the last, but. I wouldn't doubt it if some of them realize because here's the thing. They probably make barely any money on the samples, but can you imagine the influx of people they're going to get just because honestly some people are like, you know what? We need to go out there because we need to support these older women because usually it's women in their fifties and sixties that are doing it that we want them to actually have a job. So let's go out there and take all the samples we can, you know, and you know, hopefully we can help them out as much as you, you can in that scenario.
1: No, exactly. And shoot, I remember when I worked for Longs. I mean, that's how long ago it was. It was called Longs, not CVS. And on our lunch breaks, because we got an hour lunch break, and we'd run out to Costco, and that was our lunch. We'd just sit there, walk around, get samples. If we were still hungry at the end, you know, you get the Polish dog in a soda for like $1.50. $1.50. Yep. And, you know, you smash that on the way back. So when you get there, you clock in and... You're, you know you don't and they haven't about raised
0: that. that price that's what's shocking the dollar for the hot dog has not raised in forever and I do know what also was telling to me about the free samples is there are several stores who got rid of a significant portion of their items from their food court and they've gone to now because before you couldn't get food from the food court unless you went through the register um yeah or you I think yeah I'm pretty sure or you had to have credit card you couldn't pay cash for yep. anything yep so, now they have a thing. I think it takes even cash, but they have a little kiosk where you just do your stuff in order oh, okay. there. You don't wait in line anymore. Yeah. Yep. So, that's kind of innovative. So, I'm wondering. I didn't read the article about what they were going to add, but I do know they're going to be adding stuff. I know some people were wanting them to add uh, different types of stuff back.
1: Yeah, so. I did. Now that you mentioned that, they were going to have, and I don't know if this is on all of them or probably you know some of them whatever, A more of a, like a gourmet frozen yogurt is what they were okay. saying. And they were going to because I think it is, um, they
0: did get rid of. I think they did get rid of one of the yogurts. I think.
1: Yeah, because I don't remember seeing it up there. No, you know, yeah, the, the cup of yogurt. And then there was something mentioned on the churro. As far as I don't know if they were going to do revamp it or kind of. Um, it, it was mentioned in there, and I can't remember off the top of my make head. Make it make it like Disneyland. Make it all what? fancy.
0: Which Short I had one the other day. charged ten bucks. And Nicole brought one home, and it was phenomenal. I forgot how good From they Costco? were. Yeah. Remember I forgot. when they were
1: like a dollar fifty fifty five cents?
0: Yeah, they were real cheap. Right? And I think the problem is though, is though if you go to, to Disneyland, they're smaller. These yep. ones are bigger and they're wrapped.
1: Yep. They yep. twist. So they're a little yes. bit they're a little bit bigger. Yep. Yep. No. So that, I'm okay with that. That is true. So hopefully.
0: Well, Get those samples back there, and we want to support you guys as much as possible. And Tim's gonna be first in line. He's gonna go golfing, and he's gonna swing by afterwards, and that's gonna be a snack on the way home. Heck yeah! <laughs> um, the next one is kind of hilarious because after the article got put out that said that Dave Filoni, um, he's been he's named he's the executive creative director of Lucasfilm, which is huge because that basically means that. Um, you know cuz Disney is owns it that he's basically you know there's Kathleen Kennedy and then there's him basically well this happened last summer and Lucasfilm came out and said yeah he's had that title we just got around to updating the <laughs> website um but you could obviously tell of his influence i'm not going to lie so connor con con's cantina just talking to him yesterday and i almost teared up a little bit cuz i was watching the bad batch and Just knowing that my son's going to be able to watch Clone Wars, Bad Batch, all this stuff that they have on Disney Plus when he's old enough, it was just kind of, I would say, magical, kind of a little bit. And that's all because of Dave Filoni. Because, you know, people have said, you know, Dave Filoni, he said that people asked for it, and that's what they're giving him. Bad Batch season two is basic, season one, sorry, Bad Batch the show is a new season of Clone Wars, basically. It's just called something different. Yeah. Because Disney wanted to create their own brand, and, you know, obviously the last season of Clone Wars was just a lead-in for this show for the most part, but it's phenomenal. I love it. So it's all the Dave Filoni. Congratulations. Um, You're the champion of the day, that's for sure.
1: So is it pretty much kind of with this? Like you said, obviously he's been there for, you know, a year now. Is it kind of putting up the secession order so when Kathleen gets, you know, the boot or whatever she does, is that, you know, this is just, you know, he kind of slides in right to that? Because wasn't he, um, and I'll attest to this right now, I'm not no, you know, huge Star Wars fan or whatnot, um, because wasn't he kind of like George Lucas's protege and all all of that where he he, was... He
0: basically was... hmm, George Lucas' guy, and like, Ahsoka Tano was George Lucas's like, creation. Yeah. And Dave Filoni knew that he wanted it to be his creation, so he went ahead and basically created, you know, Ahsoka Tano. And so, it's one of those things where he basically is the right-hand man, but he also is one of those ones where I'm gonna say I'm not gonna say like it's weird like he basically has a love for the the series to everything he loves Star Wars yeah. so George Lucas knew I think that was like oh hey you know what he knows what's up let's go ahead and we'll basically put this in his hands and that's what he did he basically took it in his hands and he's basically been the 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 keeper for all this time and it's it's pretty insane when you think about it because i mean in reality no one else has gotten to helm anything like this for disney for lucasfilm alone and then you have disney letting him do this so it's it's pretty amazing and I think what's funny is too is he wears that cowboy hat looking thing um and it's just funny because uh he he just looks kind of like a regular
1: dude you know what I mean yeah no (laughs) exactly (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Like you said, and George Lucas felt comfortable of handing his baby over to him. I mean, he wasn't just going to give it to anyone. Like you said, he's passionate about it. Right. I mean, you've seen that with everything that he's done. And he knows, it, it seems like he's in touch with the fans as well. Like you said, right. with Bad Batch, that's just another, it, it, it's... It's like uh, the next season or a little extra of the Clone Wars, but right. it's just called the Bad Batch, focusing you know on on that aspect. Which of it. the
0: logo on the first episode, if you haven't watched it, it, doesn't spoil anything. It actually says the Clone Wars from the red logo from the last season to say that you know the Empire had taken over and it burns away and it says the Bad Batch. So yeah.
1: legitimately, they they go surprise in the first episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, exactly. And even just watching him. Um, cause I knew him a little bit, but then once the Mandalorian came out and whatnot, and then they do that, um, I think it's called like the gallery or whatnot after the Mandalorian and doing that. And they have the round table of it. And with him, a lot of them were, if there was something that they needed like historical stuff from, or, Hey, what's the backstory on this? All of them went to Dave, you know, even when like Kathleen Kennedy was there, she kind of would say it, but it's, you know, all, all got directed to him. um, you know with it and there's a reason why why he was why he was there and and heavily involved in it cuz he know he knows what's going on and you're not going to get pretty much any backlash from him everyone is just going to applaud it
0: yeah and i know that um, especially him i mean he he just he's leaps and bounds man leaps and bounds it's it's kind of I don't know. It's been kind of a fun ride with him, and I just hope he keeps going. And I do know, like, he's friends with Taika Waititi and other people like that who just have a great influence on movies in general. So, you know, I know he's has he's gonna have. I think the one thing they they wanted, the reason why they made him executive, uh, creative director, was because that way he'll be involved with all these films, and I'll be involved with all this other content to make sure that they're hundred percent in line with Star Wars.
1: Yeah. No. Exactly. And he's only forty six. He's not even fifty
0: yet. So he's going to be there for a long time. That's probably true. Unless he goes start his own uh, Star Wars, you know, you never know. That's true. Um, this next one was kind of... This is the craziest one I've seen in a long time. So Amazon is buying MGM Studios for $8.5 million. Now, for sure they're getting James Bond, apparently. But there's a couple, f- like, brands in there that are not included in the deal for whatever reason... Um, whether it be um, a certain series reverts back to its original owner, if in, 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 in there's a sale, which there's clauses like that and a lot of different stuff. So it really hasn't settled the dust about officially what's going to go and what's not going to go. But this is huge because basically Amazon already had its own studio and they had information that they would take and they would basically go hey look we'll buy this film The Big Sick is one of them they bought The Big Sick and The Big Sick is you know was one of their biggest successes but the problem is how many people don't know that it was on Amazon even though they had the Amazon thing in the beginning they might not know you know what I mean so it's one of those things where you're just kind of like okay you know we'll uh, we'll just deal with it and then you know it, it is what it is but now they have the MGM studio. They have a lot of the different stuffs set up for it, and um, I just think it's kind of cool because we're sitting here looking at all the possibilities of all these different characters they have. The Jack as a Jack, yeah, Jack Ryan, yeah, Jack Ryan with uh, John Krasinski is the show they have. That's a, an amazing show. I'm not gonna lie, I really enjoy it. I haven't been able to finish it, but. You know, that's because i got 700 other shows to watch. But it's just it's one of those things where this takes them to the next level. They needed something to help them. Mind you, this might not, you know, take them to the next level immediately. But it's something to start. And
1: 8.5, was a billion? I can't remember. Was a billion or million? got to be billion. If it's million, they got a tremendous deal. It's I, billion. Yeah, it's billion. 8.5 billion. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I think last year, I think it was rumored to be like around eight. So they got it for eight and a half. I mean, which... I guess isn't that bad when you're talking that type of money, but like you said, now it gives them—they got a big studio um, on it, so they definitely have that the the share that MGM Studios had. Now Amazon jumps into that with, especially with them being the owner, so it's like, oh hey, we're going to put this out. Oh, and by the way, it's not Amazon pushing it; it's. Amazon and MGM Studios yeah, pushing it, so that's you, true. you got a big share there already. Where Amazon is trying to break in as as much as they can, and like you said, they could have a fantastic show. It may, you know, have some legs for it for a couple weeks, but then something else is going to come out. Where now you got the the MGM Studios with that that lion roar in there. It's yep. gonna it's that, gonna it's that's gonna got, come a, that's got a town. lot of
0: a backing behind it. I would yeah, agree. Yeah, exactly. The next one I didn't even know about, and I actually love um, this idea, so basically I don't know if this is going to be live action or what it's going to be, but they have, so they have a, a new, it's a, it's a new series called Wednesday, it's based on the Adams Family, it's going to be on Netflix, and it's going to be focusing on Wednesday Addams, and it is going to be directed and executive produced by Tim Burton and they announced that basically the character of Wednesday is me played by Jenna Ortega. So I guess she was on Disney Channel and um oh, so she was on the second season of you. Oh, that's right. So she was okay. Yes. Okay, so she was she's been in quite a few and she's basically in a bunch of Netflix stuff. So that is kind of exciting to me cuz I realized who she was. I really liked her in you. She was really good in you. Um, But I don't even know if it... Is it live action? Oh, it's live action. It's a live action eight-episode series focusing on Wednesday Addams. So, um, I like it. I love anything Tim Burton, and I love the Addams family, even though a lot of people don't like, you know, the, um, the, like, you know, some of the stuff. That's crazy. They only have... The one thing, and she's from Coachella Valley, and she was born in 2002. Holy cow.
1: Yeah, so she's wow. 18 years old. And she's also going to start just <clears throat> doing a, a search on her in Scream in 2022. Yeah,
0: so they're doing a reboot of Scream, and she was in it. But it's crazy because she was in Yesterday, The Babysitter Killer Queen, and in You, all for Netflix. So, you was last year, oh, 2019? Wow, they didn't have anything 2020, that's crazy. And she's in Elena of Avalor, which I've watched several times with the kid. So, and she was in Jane the Virgin? Jeez, man. Oh, she played young Jane. Okay. So, she's been in a lot of stuff that I've seen before. I don't know of anything like Disney Channel related that she was involved when... But that's where basically they said she got her her story, and she was actually in a Nickelodeon one too. So, and she's in Iron Man three. Jeez, man, she's been in a lot of stuff. That's crazy, man. She's done a lot more with her life than I have, and she's been around a lot less. She was in Rob in two thousand twelve and CSI New York. That's crazy that those both those those both those shows exist at the same time. That is absurd. That's Rob Schneider. Okay, well, back on track. So we're excited for that, Gina Ortega. Um, and then this one also Netflix Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai has been like just a huge. It's been a huge hit. Um, and, I can't, and it
1: started out as a YouTube original.
0: It was a YouTube original,
1: correct? And, the, and then Netflix picked it up and just went crazy after that. Well,
0: so for those of those who know me, I love um The Last Kingdom, and that's another one that basically was. It was like a BBC, or it was an Australian BBC, the BBC's show. It was on some small network, and the difference between season two, or sorry, season three and season four is insane, because they basically, Netflix said, we'll take a hold of it, and everything is same cast, same crew, same everything, but the the production value is just tenfold. So, you know, Cobra Kai, you knew it was going to happen, but what they're doing now, which I had a feeling... um, they were going to do something like this because they lost... One of the cast members passed away. um I think it was last... Before he was supposed to come on. But um I, I don't even... I never watched... I don't remember The Karate Kid. I haven't watched it since. But Terry Silver is who they're speaking about. Um, I'm going to see right now who he played in the original, but...
1: Well, he was on number three, I believe. And he's the one, if I remember right... Started the Cobra Kai, either started the Cobra Kai dojo or him and um oh what's his name John Cleese, Crease whatever um like either thought about it and Crease started it or he started it and then Creese came in I can't it, it was something <clears throat> he was there in the infancy of uh of Cobra Kai if I remember right because I've only seen that movie once but just reading the articles I think that's that's what it was. Well, I'll tell you right now. So he was in the original. So he was
0: in. Let's see how many even been. So he was in the Karate Kid Part Three. He played Terry Silver, and so that's actually he was his third thing in the Heat of the Night. He played so Terry Silver. Uh, Vietnam War comrade. Jeez, that is awesome okay he is his vietnam veteran comrade so it's going to be cool bringing someone in from the, the movies themselves um like i said before we watched the thing with um uh denny going over actually to um japan and doing all those videos and whatnot and how excited he was just to you know be somewhere that mr miyagi was you know actually from and what they were trying to bring into the movie so it'll be kind of cool to bring more stuff in from the from the original trilogy not the uh jaden smith one or the hillary swank one um so yeah so they're bringing another villain in so we'll see how they handle that one i'll have to start watching that because um yeah It's going to be interesting. I haven't watched any of it. I'm going to watch it all on Netflix once my regular shows go off the air. Um, And we've played the game now, for those of you that don't know. We've not watched the last three episodes of most of our shows until we find out they're getting renewed or not because one of our shows had a cliffhanger ending. And if it doesn't get renewed, how much does that suck? So let us know what you're looking for next season or anything on Netflix. Go to Linktree, L-A-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash gaming. Um, the next one, I'm actually stoked for this. The first teaser trailer for Marvel Eternals has been released. Um, a lot of people don't really know much about the movie or what they're going to have it based on, but it appears as though they're basically almost versions of the Watchers, which they've been in the Marvel movies before where they watch everything that happens, and now they're deciding to interfere. They're all gods. My favorite part was, is there... Kumil Nanjiani, who is a comedian, but who is absolutely ripped for this movie, um, basically, they have a little comedic aspect. They make jokes. They, they say little things here and there. But my favorite part about it is, is basically they sit there and they say, you know, um, so why don't you guys a part of the Avengers? You know, there's no leader since Cap and uh iron man are gone so this is the first time we're getting like a reference of both of them um you know saying oh hey they're gone kind of thing so that was kind of cool for the trailer and also seeing their powers and how many of them there are and how they work together and how they're kind of like family it shows them eating at a table and it's just it looks like it's going to be a different kind of marvel film but i just hope it's good because this thing's been delayed and everything so much
1: Yeah, sounds good. What is that?
0: I didn't even know that one. You added so the mysterious. Next we have a mysterious Benedict Society original series, streaming on June twenty fifth on Disney Plus. What is that, mysterious Benedict Society?
1: It's a Benedict Society that's um, mysterious. I don't know. Uh, as I told Chris before I came over here, I uh, was very ill-prepared for Oh, this it came up. Because, it's a novel written. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I, all my notes, um, I didn't oh, email them to myself. So I
0: remember what this one is now. This is a Disney version of Umbrella Academy. There you go. It's exactly what it is. It's uh, Jeremy from Florida, right my here. homie from, from Social Club. Uh, he's like, bro. This is legit Umbrella Academy for Disney. Um it does look cool. It looks more joking. Um it has a feel of like um you ever you guys remember the, sh- the movie Big Fat Liar with Frankie Muniz and um, what's his name? Uh Paul Giamatti? Yeah. It has a feeling of that. Like it's it's very very comedic. It's not as dark as Umbrella Academy. So, oh. that's, I remember what it is, and basically, you know, I'll tell you the plot from the book. From the book. So, Rainer Muldoon is an orphan, bo- orphan boy who lives in Stonewood, Stone Town Orphanage. One morning at breakfast, his tutor, Miss Perum- Peruminal, noticed an advertisement targeted towards gifted children. Rainy falls up and finds himself presented with a series of complex puzzles. So, a lot of them, I think they're more, like, smart kind of thing they're not as super power like but I did watch the trailer and it's basically Umbrella Academy for Disney so they have that one well you can see it in a month yeah you can see it in a month not even that less, Actually, less all, than that less than yeah. that so um, we have so Star Wars Rangers of the New Republic everyone knows what that is um, it's no longer an active development there has been a ton of stuff out saying hey uh they're talking to uh, Gina Carano about coming back. They're you know they they did the same same thing with James Gunn. Maybe they're going to do the same thing with her, but she was the sole leader of that, so it's just not in production. You never know what might happen. Something might come back, but it's not an active development. So focus on the other stuff. Um, the Eternals, when we already went over, but then so they also have we have a um, a new. Poster for the trailer, uh, tra- uh, poster and trailer re- released for a Jungle Cruise movie, and um, for most people, the vibe that people are getting right now is like a Pirates of the Caribbean type feel. So I have a feeling you're going to get multiples of these. They probably already have another one in active development, but they're not saying anything because
1: all the delay issues and stuff like that. Yeah, no, exactly. And I mean, it's cool. The, the first one you got to see some aspects of, like. The Jungle Cruise ride in it, um, the teaser trailer. But this one, I don't know. It's it'll be curious to see how it all comes together. Is I it more? To, is it more mystical than it is like a like an adventure? Um, no, it's it's an adventure um, on it. But like you said, I could definitely see how they will probably have multiples of it, and they'll probably have you know kind of like a semi cliffhanger on it or. It's not it could go either way depending on how you know this how how this one does at the at the box office or Premiere Plus or you know how however it does once it's released. And I mean it's the rock. It's um Oh, who's the one in it? Emily Bunt? Emily Blunt is that the one? Emma Stone? No, it's Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. Okay, Emma em- Stone's Cruella, huh? Cruella, yep, which okay.
0: apparently I've heard is fantastic. I'm gonna have That's, to try and watch that tomorrow yeah, with I've, the wife.
1: I've heard that as well, but I always get them mixed up because Emily Blunt is Baltimore. John
0: Krasinski's uh, wife.
1: Yeah. So, and I mean, like I said, it's The Rock, so it gets all of those people that like you know like The Rock in the movies um, to go watch them, or at least to. You know, my wife's one of them. Oh, it's The Rock. It could be the worst movie ever. Worst reviews. It could get negative stars, and my wife would still still go watch it. So, <laughs> but I mean, it's I mean he he does do a good good role in it, and especially you know it's Jungle Cruise based on you know the ride and whatnot. But like you said, I kind of do get almost like a uh, kind of steampunky ish Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, because it is you know a steamboat. It's not you know. The Black Pearl, or anything like that. So, but it'll be cool. Definitely, it might be the first one that um, break down and get the uh, the Disney Plus premiere or whatever it is to, to watch this. So, or you know, our theater theaters uh, back up and going where where I'm at. So may have to uh, go down there and, they, and snag a seat.
0: There is actually too. I heard that there's a couple places that are talking about how um, they're they have uh, like. They're waiting for the movie
1: theaters to fully reopen to drop trailers. They have literally trailers cut and ready to go. I mean that would that would make sense. Especially with everything opening up. I mean it could be just at you know snap of a finger and all of a sudden oh hey here we go start start doing it. Where it's not oh man we need to get these going. It's, right. Nope. We're sitting on them. We're ready we're to go. Yeah. You tell us jump. You know how high.
0: And uh, we also so once we're on uh, Dwayne Johnson, he is going to play Crypto the Superdog. Um, I don't know much about it. I just saw it's animated. Obviously, he'd be the voice. Um, And um, that one I wanted to mention because I can't remember. I want to say there was a lot of hype behind it because he's a super important character in the comics. Um, And and obviously, you know, people want to see more, you know, like you said, everyone loves uh Dwayne the Rock Johnson like he he can do no wrong um I I beg to differ I think he's I think I like him but you know there's some things that in his past that I'm just kind of you know iffy on but aside from that I'm trying to remember what they were saying um also oh, it's the DC League of Super Pets movie so, he's basically going to be the leader. Is what it's, it's what it's going to be. So, I was just kind of excited because he has the Shazam movie coming out. And he has this. I don't know how that guy can do his diet and do everything else. It's it's insane.
1: Well, he's got a big rig truck that follows him around. That's why. Well, that is true. I don't know how he gets it to Hawaii, though. How does he get to Hawaii? He's in Hawaii right now. I know that. Uh, you, you, it's a plane. It goes over there. Actually, it's one of those amphibious trucks like they have at Disney World. He just goes off. The, you know they're in San Francisco and just, just keeps driving. Just keep the duck just, boats. Like just, they have yeah, Pittsburgh. exactly. It's Pittsburgh has the <laughs> duck boats. Yeah, it just keeps on keeping on. And, you know, it'll get there in a month or two.
0: So um, this one is the next thing I'm I'm so excited for because um, we're getting a hocus pocus too, and. I actually today was wearing. I have a Winifred Sanford, Winifred, Winifred Sanford shirt, which is Bette Miller's character, and it says "Which please," and that's my. Sh- and it's and, it's, and this, some dude saw it today, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, I love that shirt!" So like, I, I love the shirt too. I wear. I, it got out a Halloween
1: for Halloween a couple years ago, but I love it. So I was stoked. Oh wait, does, does was were you with your wife? Yes, I was. Okay, does your wife do the exact same thing when I wore a shirt and somebody comments on it where she goes, oh my gosh, you know, it's either don't encourage them or it's the eye roll. She did not hear it. Oh, I heard you, it as he was walking by. <laughs> you got lucky then.
0: Exactly. But here's the thing that I'm so excited about was the way they chose to reveal it, I'm trying to find the tweets, um, because they've th- it was the coolest thing ever. They legit posted uh where it doesn't have it they all oh is it here oh man they don't have it because like sarah jessica parker posted i'm ready to run amok 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 like they were doing lines from from the movie it was the coolest thing ever and i'm like oh so okay here's the first one Bette Midler tweets, sisters, like she spells it out, all funny, it's been 300 years, but we're back, and it says, Hocus Pocus 2 arrives fall 2022 on Disney Plus, and then, oh, they only show the one, because apparently she's the most important, I guess, um, I'll just do the hashtag Hocus Pocus 2, um, it'll show me the top ones. Oh, so right here. So they actually so Disney Plus actually screen grabbed it and said it. So then Sarah Jessica Parker tweets next. Yep, I'm ready to run amuck amuck amok. amok, amok. And it awesome. says Sisters question mark. And then Kathy Najimi, my favorite in the whole thing, because she rides <laughs> a vacuum cleaner because right? there's no brooms left. Says the, the people have spoken. I smell children again. So <laughs> like they're they're fully immersed in this. Um, I love Hocus Pocus so much it's one of my I think that's the only part of Halloween I enjoy because my birthday's in October I just don't like the month to begin with but just Hocus Pocus always brings me up to be so happy I think I watched Hocus Pocus like 3 or 4 times because we have Disney Plus so it's not like I can't watch it and we didn't have any new seasons of Bluey which there are new season 2 of Bluey's up there right now so if you guys like Bluey, I love Bluey but I'm just super excited for it um and ironically enough, Sarah Jessica Parker's in this, right? Well, the next thing is, is Mr. Big is back and returning for a Sex in the City revival at HBO Max. And that he's played by Christopher Noth, who's been kind of, um... Oop. Oh, he's been kind of, uh... Staying pretty active lately. If he doesn't get it on one show, he'll get on something else and keep moving it around. So, for those of you who like Sex in the City, uh, there you go. Uh... I'm going to tell you right now this next thing. I don't know if you did. You put Did you watch the trailer for Tomorrow War?
1: No, I have oh, not.
0: Oh, my gosh. So, Tim has failed me on this one. So, Chris Pratt, you know, love him or hate him. I like him in some, some action stuff. Well, the Tomorrow War is the coolest thing ever because the trailer just shows Chris Pratt walking up. Uh, playing with his kids, he's going to like they're like they're watching a soccer championship on TV, and all of a sudden this big portal shows up, and these people come out and they're like uh, the world's in the a war in the future against aliens, and he's like, is this real? And basically, the f- people from the future are are coming and they're drafting people from the past to help fight these aliens. So uh, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna look up the character's name while I'm talking about it, but. What I loved about this trailer was like it's it's it gives you the basic premise about what everything's going on you meet some of the basic characters but you know the whole time I'm sitting there and I'm like oh no is is this gonna be funny is there gonna be any comedic relief and there is comedic relief and I believe is it Edwin Hodge and that can't be him he lost a ton of weight oh no it's him it's him Sam Richardson is in this and he plays a character named Charlie. And they're sitting there, and they're lining up, getting ready to basically deploy to the future. And Chris Pratt leans over, and the guy's fumbling with the with the the magazine. He goes, it goes like this. and puts it in and locks it for him. He goes, "Uh, you, you do this before? He goes, it's a long story. He goes, like, former military? He goes, I guess it was a short story. And <laughs> that's it. It's it, it just <laughs> funny. And, you know, Chris Pratt is talking about, I think he said, we have need to have a game plan with this. And then the guy's like, uh, nice knowing you. You know, and basically, um, it's it's weird. It's almost so uh, they have these bands on their arms that apparently allows them to travel back in time, back in time, and then jump back in the future. So I don't know if they're able to manipulate things or if they can come back for for care to, re, to you know recuperate or whatever. I don't, oh, I don't yeah. know how they're going to use it yet. But the concept is amazing. I really really like it. And um, I'll be watching that day one on Amazon, which I've been slow on some of these movies. I finally watched Mortal Kombat. I loved it. Great. Everyone needs to watch it. But, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of, I don't know, I'm excited for it. Just the trailer alone got me stoked for it. Uh, it's not only just Chris Pratt. Let me tell you who else is in it. And that guy that played Charlie, because that was amazing. So it's Chris Pratt. Oh, J.K. Simmons is in it. And then, her name is Yvonne Stravski? Stravski? She looks familiar. She looks like the lady from Chuck. She only has the one thing on there. She was in Handmaid's Tale, Dexter, The Predator, Stateless, Angel. I guess she wasn't in Dexter. She looks like the lady from Dexter, so that's kind of deceiving. Uh, But... It, it looks amazing. Obviously, like I said, it, it does have J.K. Simmons in it, and he doesn't do it. Yeah, It was it's the lady from Chuck, Sarah Walker. Okay, so I was right. All right, I'm not I'm not too crazy. So um, she's only two years older than me, Tim. Jesus. <laughs> uh, but it looks like an amazing movie, and um, we need something to look forward to. Um, next we have Timothy Chalamet is playing Willy Wonka. In the new William Wonka movie, apparently. I didn't know we needed in the William Wonka movie, but I just wanted to throw that out there because that's that's interesting. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was weird. I saw that pop up. i like, I didn't even know they were doing a re. A re- okay. Yeah. Re- yeah.
0: yeah. So, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, and then we have um, Guardians of the Galaxy game has been confirmed from uh, Square Enix um, by Insider. Um, we don't know exactly what it could be. It could be one of the story mode type games they've had before. It could be an extension of that new one. could coincide with the other things. Um, if you guys ever want to figure stuff out about that, there's a little trick. If you go to a Disney's like hiring website that they use, you usually can find out what they're hiring for. It's kind of a little backdoor way to figure stuff out. Um, but yeah, it's... It's one of those things where you're just kind of like, yeah, uh, it, it's, it's not too hard to, you know, find out. So, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, um, once they confirm what it actually is, but, uh, I am excited like Guardians of the Galaxy and we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. So, okay. So we took a little bit of a break. The last one, we had to confirm everything on it, but, uh, Everyone knows that Tim's name's Tim, but there's an Easter egg apparently in the original Xbox where you have to go through this whole process where you rip a CD and you have the name on the Xbox, and it's Timmy. T-I-M, and then 26 Ys, and then an exclamation point. And basically, when you go open the settings for or something like that, it has a list of all the developers for the original dashboard for xbox so that's pretty awesome and they also have said there is still an easter egg that has not been discovered after 20 years so that's kind of crazy to me because it's kind of like it's been 20 years and there's still an easter
1: egg because james gunn does that with his movies but this is 20 years on a console right well i mean even to get that one the the teme one um it's not Something that's easy. You can no. go through multiple steps and know exactly what to do and rip a CD on it. I don't even know you can rip CD on no. on, on Xbox that, or what. I didn't know either. Right. Um, it's it's a lot like I was telling you when we were paused here. It's, you know, a la-esque, like, Ready Player One there, where you got to yeah. find the Easter eggs, and once you find, you well, know, the last one, you you get it all. What about Mortal Kombat, the arcade
0: one, where that guy would come up and go,
1: whooper, oh. and
0: the guy would pop up on the screen. Right. And that was yeah. another Easter egg that you had to do co- do a certain combo or move, and the guy would pop up.
1: Yeah. No, ex- exactly. I wonder, I mean, it would be cool for them to do, hey, there's, you know, this is the last one out there, kind of, all la Ready Player One, and... If you find it, and we could, you know, vet that you found it on your own, not by a secret hint by someone, and have like a little kind of cash prize, or you right. you get a lifetime supply of Microsoft Xboxes, something or, like that, yeah, you know, that, that'd be cool, cool to have. But I mean, I mean, the other thing is, is so I guess Xbox has been around for twenty years then. <laughs> that, yeah, uh, well yeah, I guess I mean that would put it right there. Cause I mean, the rock
0: Rock did a thing about how, you know, he goes, these glasses, man. And I guess they did a thing where you could buy a custom controller and they had a pair of the glasses he was wearing from the thing when you bought the controller. Oh, really? Yeah. It was pretty cool so i mean that's crazy i mean we love gaming you know tim and i are you can find us most nights like i said at our link tree l-i-n-k-t-r dot e slash fomocast gaming and we're playing call of duty things of that but something like this is super cool whether you like xbox or not it's just kind of a cool little easter egg um now we're going into the heart of our stuff before the disney park stuff which is mostly it's similar stuff to what park related because you know the first one is universal orlando resort team members no longer squirting the hands of guests with sanitizing before the boarding attractions i didn't even know they were doing that that sounds beyond creepy and i i mean oh, man there's so much bad stuff that could happen with that i mean
1: right well and that's kind of the reason that you know i put it on here is i didn't know they were doing that and, no. the, and i didn't see any pictures or anything on it um. Of. The, I mean. I think somebody would take a picture of it or throw it, show it on something. I mean. They may have day one when they first open back up and we're we're doing it. But I mean. That seems. I don't know. That's- it's
0: it's weird to me because what's going to stop someone from licking the handlebar on the car? You're going to need to clean the actual ride. You don't clean the people's yeah. hands because people could be disgusting. What if they picked their nose and wiped their booger on their shirt? They clean their hands and then they touch that booger and then put the booger on the ride. That defeats the purpose of cleaning stuff. You need to clean the actual ride itself. Yeah, you know I'm all for things going back to what they you know they need to be, but I'm not gonna lie. Here's the thing: I saw someone post this hilarious thing and said, "I don't care what your stance is about vaccines. I don't care what your stance is about uh, masks. But last year, I had." The lady says, I had six upper respiratory infections before COVID. I had six the year prior. Guess how many I've had since I started wearing a mask? Zero. So there is something for some people. It's working. So I get why they make modifications to certain things. I mean, we had a measles outbreak at Disneyland before all those stuff happened. Yep. Legionnaires. Legionnaires as well. Yep. And, and the crazy part is, is though those ones were physically undetectable because there's no tests for them uh, until it, it happens. So... This I think the the measures they're taking, but squirting people in their hands with sanitizer is ridiculous. The same is almost as ridiculous as these dudes that the weightlifting. I don't know if you've seen these. They have wristbands now where you can push. You push it and it squirts out hand sanitizer. So and it's designed. It's actually a cool th- idea because it just squirts out a little drop. So it's not yeah. like it's going to just all spray out at one time. Yeah. But come on, man. It's the same thing as those little those little keychain thingies for pushing buttons. Oh, you, are yeah. you disinfecting that keychain thing every time you touch it? Pushing buttons, yeah. And you put it the in your pocket. All yeah, yep.
1: so no. Um, no exactly. So. And if anybody does pick their nose and wipe it and squirt their hands or whatnot, um, you could email hate mail at chris at fomocast.com. Whatever.
0: Um, <laughs> next, we have that SeaWorld will be the first Orlando theme park to allow vaccinated employees to remove masks. Now, this is dumb because I'm pretty sure that Disney World probably doesn't require their outdoor park guests, uh, uh, employees to wear masks if they don't make them wear masks at all. But um, I get it, you know. <sighs>
1: it's not much, I mean. Yeah, no, exactly. And, I mean, it's not something to... I mean, I bet you a
0: majority of Disney World employees are vaccinated because they had the vaccination clinics at all the major places in Florida for the Disney oh, employees. Oh, yeah.
1: I think they even had... Possibly one at the, somewhere. It was at, at the, the employee, it was at the employee center. Yeah. They have there at Disney World. Yeah. Yeah, they, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then Disneyland had it at the Disneyland, um, hotel. hotel. Yeah. Well, and then they had the one, the, park, at the when, park. Was that in the parking lot?
0: No, the parking lot was the county one. I think they actually had it at the convention center. They had something too.
1: Yeah. But I mean, they had it there on, on, on property. On property. Pro- on property. Yeah. Um, on that when they first did the, was it what they call them? The mega sites or whatnot. Yes. That was
0: shut down multiple times. So, we'll see. (laughs) We'll see how this plays out. And then temperature checks are being removed from Universal Studios Hollywood. And that's because temperature checks don't work. Because if you watch any TV shows that deal with real life stuff or the news, how many people have COVID and don't have temperatures? How many people have temperatures and don't have COVID? So, uh, I am vaccinated now. and So, the world knows now, apparently. I am vaccinated Um, and ironically enough, what's crazy is, is I do a job that I go into facilities and I go different places. And when you tell them you're vaccinated, they don't believe you, first of all. So I do have copies of it in my, uh, on my phone, which I guess it says what you're supposed to do it. And I'm super tempted. They actually have this thing where it's a wristband that they create your, um, because you have a QR code that goes with your
1: information. And they take your Uh-oh. QR code and
0: put it on the bracelet so you can just scan this. Almost like
1: a like a Lurk type deal. It's exactly the same. I, what I would probably do is just tattoo it on my wrist. Hey. Then that way... Then that way it's with you for life, and boom. Tim's there, got it in his armpit, go. so whenever he
0: goes in places, he picks up his arm and goes, here you go. Right, here here you go. Well, exactly. just like
1: the barcode, I got it on the back of my head, so that way they know, where, you know those how you much I cost. Th- those of
0: you that don't know, Tim was a big Hitman fan, so he got the Hitman logo tattooed on the back of his neck. It's that little barcode. <laughs> uh, and the last thing that's not directly Disney-related is Universal Orlando is increasing starting pay for team members to $15 an hour. Now, this is highly deceiving because... When you look at details that go into this, define a team member. That's the problem. Because sometimes what they'll say is, well, you're only part time. You only work 10 hours a week. You don't count on that. So there's a lot of things you got to look at it. So we're going to see how this plays out. We're going to see if it's, you know, because trust me, my work, you know, they pay you for your expertise. So I'm sure there's going to be some loopholes and there's going to be some stuff. So,
1: oh, yeah. Well, and it's all, it's all, Unions as well, so you're dealing with that correct? as well. So it's, you know, hey, you know, good on them. Except for, you know, it's Florida. Well, if you're in California, you know, $15 is, you know, going to be the, the new minimum wage area next year or the year after that, depending on how many employees or whatnot. Anyway. There's a lot of
0: stipulations. That one is a crazy. There's so many stipulations that one. It's not even funny.
1: Oh yeah, no. I was shocked.
0: I looked into that one, and I was like, because people are like, you got to read the fine print, and I'm like, why do I need to read the fine print? And they're like, trust me, because basically it's something ridiculous. Like 50 employees, you have you have to have a significant. And mind you, look, I know 50 employees is not like super crazy, but I mean, if you're a delivery company or you're like a nonprofit that has your generic employees, a lot of places aren't going to survive. So
1: well, no, and not only that. I mean, that's employees hired by that company. So if you have a lot go through a temporary agent, those right, don't right. count. Yeah, um, independent contractors, and I know you know there's, you know, uh, how, however that goes, there's always being lawsuits and everything with that, with the new laws and regulations on that. They don't count um, because of right. independent contractors. So it's like, oh yeah, you got like 300 employees. Well, yeah, but I only got 20 actual employees, all of those other ones are temps or through agencies or whatnot. So they, they don't count, which I get it because you, you know, it, at the end of the day, everything, you know, is business and whatnot. So you want to do the best that you can right. for the business. So, Hey, if it helps me out, you know, I get better breaks with having less employees. Well, if that's what I'm, what well, and, I'm going
0: to and, do. And the $15 an hour, I will say, like, you know, me being a punk kid when I was younger and getting a job where I made $12 an hour in California where minimum wage was, like, $8. Yeah. I, I worked harder because I was like, I, they don't know I'm some idiot. I don't want them to get mad at me because a job's not getting done. You know, and obviously I know now, you know, it's different. I'm older. I've learned, look, you do your job. As long as you're doing your job, do you have no problems, but...
1: Yeah, Let's hope it makes
0: Orlando Universal Orlando greater. Um, I don't think we're going to visit them when we go out the next time we go out, because we're going to stick at Disney World like we normally do. But um, in the future, maybe we'll go there to check it out, uh, and we'll see.
1: Uh, So you're not going to go on the VelociCoaster, then?
0: Oh, that might be fun. That might be fun. The VelociCoaster?
1: Yeah, I heard it is... Awesome, Really? Yeah. Just even like the queue and everything as well. Like they did it. So they
0: took a queue from Disneyland. Pretty in, much. And Disney World. Oh, yeah.
1: or Which is, you know, that's what Universal, that's what all of them are doing. I mean, of course, Disney's, you know, at the top on that. But even the um, Jurassic World ride at Hollywood when they redid that one. Right. You it's know, more same, interactive. Same and went, and yeah. Yeah, exactly. And all of them are doing it. They're upping them. And, of course, you know, they want you to come and, hey, this is new. Yeah, it's an old ride, but... You know, we did it and we just didn't go through there and, you know... Uh, and guess who did you that, know, that first?
0: Put, guess who refurbished their ride first to make it better?
1: Right. And, yeah, and, no, ex- and Credit Coaster. Well, yeah. Except for Jack Jack who had stakes on him when, <laughs> when you're going on the backside. Uh-huh. When Jack Jack, it looks like he's doing somersaults or whatnot. Uh-huh. Well, he's like floating up. But the only way to get him floating up is to put him on some type of Pole or whatnot, right. so it looks like that they were, you know, viewers ah. on it. So then what they did is, I think they they painted that roofing black and then painted the stakes black, so they blend in and it looks okay. like looks like it. But when they first it's like, oh my gosh, it looks like they're killing poor Jack Jack because he's got stakes through him. It's like oh my gosh, I didn't <laughs> think about that, but now that you pointed out, that's the only thing I can, yep. I can see. Yep. Um, anyway, so uh, that was funny, but yeah. No, fifteen bucks an hour. Yeah, we'll Very, see. Good for them. Now for
0: the Disney pile, it's a lot, and it's what's crazy is, is um, a lot of this. I've actually heard about it before things came out because people were talking. But um, so CEO Bob Chapek has confirmed that Disney Park Pass systems virtual queues are here to stay. Um, I did see the information about what they're doing. Now this is very vital. You need to go and search the website to get the exact details. But when they open open Avengers Campus this month, it's in, a, in a, about a week, a little over a week. Yep. Um, mind you, this is the four year anniversary. No, four. Yeah, four year anniversary of the opening of Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, which I was there for. And I was in multiple Disney YouTube videos, because you could see my me wearing my Buzz Lightyear shoes, my uh, Vans. Um, but if you go to it, they're going to have to where you can only... I think it's twice a day, because they open up the times for getting queues for Rise of the Resistance twice a day. You can only do one or the other. So if yep. you get in for Rise of the Resistance and there happens to be stuff open up for the Web Slingers ride, Spider-Man's Web Slingers ride. You cannot get both. You only can get one at each time. So you could flip-flop, you know, but there's a high chance like you know, if I we go back, we're going to go for 3 days. If I mm-hmm. screw up and I admit, my, my important ride to get is Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. So I'm going to try both times if I don't yep. get it the first time. Yep. The Web Slingers ride is going to be there the next time I go. But for those of you that have short-term stuff, it's like you got basically going to have one person on one side and one person on the other if you have a park hopper. And f- fingers crossed you get one of them. Yeah.
1: Um, no, you know. ex- exactly. And I think they said is if you get one, like say you get rice first, but your boarding group gets called before the other one you opens You can go up. on to the other one. You yes. can get the other yes. one. It's just whole, you can't hold both of them you at the same yes, time. Yes, correct.
0: You can't hold both at the same time. So that's a very big key thing. Yeah. What also is exciting is California meets the health metrics for full reopening on June 15th. So on June 15th, any state can come to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So congratulations. Um they're going to be extending Disneyland Resort is extending their theme park hours starting July first, which makes sense because it means be summertime, kids are out of school,
1: and and also to kind of tag on that, they will be since doing the June fifteenth um, as well and out of state, they will be doing normally right now at sixty days for reservations, they're going to bump that 90, to one hundred twenty, that's one hundred twenty days, so they'll double it. So right now, I can't remember if it's right now or if it's at the end of the month is it will go through um, September. Correct. or in beginning of Correct. I think it's beginning of September because it's a rolling 120 right Or I guess it would be I'm sorry end of September because it's a rolling one. One twenty, so and we're, if, we're so if you're looking to go in October,
0: we're, well, we're going to try and we're going to try December first or week December, of December. Yeah. yeah.
1: But I mean, think about it; you only got to wait a couple more months. Well, yeah. before you'd have to wait probably five months.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I know that because that's a big thing for reservations and whatnot. People, because that's the crazy part too. Is I know so my sister when they went to Disney World, it was crazy easy because they booked their everything. 60 days in advance. Now, I want to know is, are they going to open up the reservations for the restaurants, too? They probably won't. Oh, uh, with that, with that for hours. So, you're basically going to have to check back in 60 days in advance because we always eat at Carnation Cafe at least one time when they're there because it's a decent price and it's yeah. great food. And you get good food. Yeah, yeah. you do. No, exactly. Fried pickles. They- I fell in love with fried pickles there.
1: You never had them before? Never. Uh-huh, until I went yeah. there. Yeah.
0: And they have, if you go to Disney, any of my friends... The pomegranate pomegranate lemonade is the best lemonade in the history of lemonade. I called Minute Maid. I called the corporation. You cannot get it outside of Disney parks. I found this out from Minute Maid. I literally spent a whole week researching this stupid drink. We had it. I had it on my honeymoon in two thousand eleven, and then when we went with you guys, we went with you and your wife. Yeah, they, we had it again then. And then we became annual pass holders. I think two years after we went with you, yeah,
1: because that was the one in the in the back lot area, or by there by Monsters Inc. Correct huh? that bar there. Correct. Yep. Yep. Well, no, yep. but they had them in the restaurants I mean, too. Not the not the bar there, but yeah, that little area over the, there.
0: But they had in the restaurants too. And so then we okay. went, when we got became annual pass holders, that's all I drank the whole time I was there was the pomegranate lemonade. We tried making it. We even got the good pomegranate juice and the good Minute Maid lemonade. It doesn't taste the same. It's devastating. But if you're there, please. Please try the pomegranate lemonade. Now we're gonna go into.
1: So, uh, well, hold wait, just really quick. So, if you see, you know, this uh, this guy sneak around behind these lemonade stands, it's okay. It's <laughs> just Chris trying to steal the. Uh, whether it's the syrup or you know whatever the secret recipe is. So I don't honestly, call security or anything. It's just him trying, trying I, to I get don't, it. I don't know what to do. He'll and probably the, be in a big trench coat here's with the, the backpack thing. on. It
0: doesn't take directly like lemonade. It doesn't taste fully like pomegranate. It has a very light, refreshing taste to it. And I told the waitress when we went there the one time, I go, I want two of them. And she's like, what? I go I'm gonna drink this one real quick because it's yeah. it's just the nostalgia part of it and yep. I'm gonna slow slip the second one and when I'm about halfway down on the second one I want a third want one me a third I one. think yeah. I should have about three I think I had five total right like and I asked for a to go cup
1: because I'm like this is just so delicious right no exactly and it would probably be good if um, spiked as well if you could find probably. something that would complement it maybe just like a, a neutral spirit or whatnot yeah. not something that would have not probably like a pomegranate vodka or whatnot that would probably be too much probably too much pomegranate but no yeah like a a, a regular vodka exactly
0: I didn't think about that that's a good idea
1: that's the first thing I thought of but I'm an alcoholic so
0: okay Um, and Disneyland Resort is going to end temperature checks for guests and cast members beginning June 15th not a shocker okay whatever we already talked about the window yep. and everything. Oh, and,
1: and 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 I forgot to. Oh, I think we mentioned it before. But with the 120 days, now you could do a reservation and ticket at yes, the same time. Yes, yes. So it's they're really making it a lot easier. Where before Which, you had to get the reservation, or no, had to get the the ticket then ticket, come back and, and, then and get, get the, reservation. the reservation you know complete go through one system and then start and all over again with another one i think one. the
0: problem is is like a lot of my out of state friends who go norm regularly were like i don't know you know we want to wait till everything's kind of normal again cuz the good, i mean the good thing is, is let's say for instance for god forbid everything gets shut down again They're, they 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 keep the tickets you keep they don't expire which yeah. pe- people don't know The one benefit, too, is a lot of my friends who had tickets before the shutdown, they were getting their tickets renewed first. They actually had first go at it if they already had tickets. So that's kind of cool. This one I actually saw because a friend of mine on Facebook went to Disney, and he was checking out, and he looked on his pass on the app, Uh and his legacy um, pass order discount is extended to September, Oh, wow. So the rumor is is that's when they're probably going to drop a new pass, which more than likely is going to be something like a no no, uh, no monthly payment, some sort of yeah. process of checking in. Because I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to gauge on Disney World. Because it, what did I tell you? The exact same thing that happened here at Disney World is happening here now. They're opening it up to 120 days because Disney World saw the same lack of people in there. So it's it's just it was inevitable.
1: Well that is interesting too that it's the end of September because that's when the 120 days is is uh, is out as well. Yeah. So we'll see. Right Ex- exactly. And I mean that would make sense too you get through the summer so, you gauge how attendance is on that. Yep. And, you know, in that September is right when they're starting to do the holiday stuff, whether it be Halloween or whatnot. So, so and yes, it's
0: you- <laughs> September's Halloween, which they, I think they have said they're going to probably do Oogie Boogie's thing over in Disney California Adventure again. Yeah.
1: I mean, that would make sense. It's a ticketed event. Yeah. So, you could sell however many tickets you want. Yeah. It's not like, oh, hey, we're going to open up, whether it's full capacity or not. You still control how many people will be in there, as they are doing right now. So, yeah. it wouldn't make... No difference on on doing that, no. Um, but with that, you know, they could gauge everything and whatnot, and then drop it, boom, right there before the holidays, and then you get that flood of people coming in. Because um, usually, I think the I
0: think when we went, the best time to go in December is like the first weekend in December. Yeah, because people are still recovering from from Thanksgiving. Yep, people are planning to go to. Because they want to go further in December later on when it's cooler. Because they want to see the stuff. Because trust me, when we watched the Disney Christmas Parade the first week of December when it was still like 85 degrees out, all I could think of is those poor Nutcrackers are freaking <laughs> cooking inside in of those tin, those freaking metal suits. Yeah, is no, horrible. Exactly. But well,
1: and with that too is schools aren't out yet. Nope. So you're getting you know once you get into that second, definitely that third week of December. All your schools are out, not only in LA but all of California. Especially, you get a lot of them coming in from you know all of Central Valley, basically Sacramento South, and then you get the ones coming in from you know Utah, Nevada, surrounding states, Utah, Nevada, Arizona. Yep. So you get that. It's like the last little lull before you get that whole crowd coming, and then obviously most busiest. I mean, uh, busiest uh, Disney is the resort. Is the last. you know, two weeks that from basically Christmas to after New Year's, those two, three weeks, that's the busiest time it was. That's why on the signature signature pass, those two weeks were, were blocked, blocked out. out yeah. Or the, you know, 14, 18 days were blocked out because that's the busiest time. Opened back Which up. Which is fine.
0: And I think they opened back up the Friday, like it was always like the first Friday after New Year's, yeah. and everything was shut down because they were taking everything because down for Christmas. Every, yeah. Which yeah. is, well, I mean, which, which I think they change. I think they fine. they leave up they leave up haunted mansion for like two more weeks now. I think it's like January like 16th or 18th that they start taking that stuff down. Yeah. So Well, I and mean,
1: and you got to take them down strategically because you would have two people eater rides going down yep. being haunted mansion and small world. So you take both of those down. Well, a those are two rides, and you know they're kind of more on the popular side. Grand and the Haunted Mansion more so than Small World, and they're people eaters. Um, but they're people eaters, so you have both of those down. Well, now you got those people that would be going through there on other parts of the park. So it's like, oh wait, take this one down. Then when, when this one opens up, take the other one down. So you still have those those people eater rides. But um, Small World is open. usually pretty quick at reopening. Yeah. Well,
0: I swear, I swear, somebody who has, is going, or has been going, can someone send me a video of the freaking, the two elves on the trapeze bike thingy? Because that thing hasn't worked, like, in six years. And that place has been shut down long enough where I hope you guys fixed it, because that was my favorite thing to see when I would go through, and then it hasn't worked, like, in six years. Right. And it's depressing. Like, I didn't go for a full-on year, and I took my kid, and... I was looking up at it, and I'm like, nope, it's not working. (laughs) It's just stationary. Exactly. Um, The next thing we have on our list is apparently they're only boarding guests at Mickey's Toontown Station for the Disneyland Railroad, which I get it because they don't want people congregating there in the front, probably more than likely. Um, But that does kind of suck because that was kind of – well, actually, you
1: know what? it's not too bad because if it's only one spot, you just ride it around. It's probably less busy. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing that uh, you know, first it stinks because that's the farthest one away from the entrance. True, uh, I mean, true. You know, that's so um, you're out there hoofing it, right? Exactly. All the other ones are pretty much, but exit only. That
0: by that one has the best bathroom. That's the best
1: bathroom in the whole park. Yeah, no, that exactly. One
0: right there to the left by the Mickey's um, magical map. Magical map. Yep. that's the best bathroom in the whole park.
1: Yeah, no, exi- exi- Yeah, in the park outside the park, it's California. I mean, uh, Grand California. Right. Um. But yet, no, exactly, and like like you said, you could get a longer queue line through there because even if it is wraps out of um, the normal queue there, you got the magical map open right which there. isn't um, yeah. which isn't going right now. Right. So you could do do that as well, and that's all out of the way as well um, for people that go into you know that go down and under the uh, the railroad track into Toontown, but. Um, on another podcast I was listening to, he actually made a pretty good, like you said, um, in the uh, Main Street Station. There's not that much of a line there. Correct. But also... And it's, that's, it's a corral. That
0: one's more of a corral, too. Yeah, they let yeah, you yeah. in that
1: corral. No, exactly. But also, that's where a lot of the character roles will stand on the steps for the yes. distance meet and greet. So now how are you going to get up there with the characters there, you know, with their social distancing and everything? You would have to be like, oh, no, whole way, you know, only go up this way and not this other way because it's only I think it's two stairs uh, staircases up there. But with the characters, that's perfect because they could be up there on the platform or they could be up there on the staircases and just have their handler down at the bottom of the staircase. Be like, OK, no, you know, don't go don't go past here because, you know, the whole social distancing and whatnot. So you can't really do that one. New Orleans Square is is tiny, and Tomorrowland is um, is tiny as well. And especially if it backs up outside, just the normal queue there, which really isn't that big. Especially if you were to do you know some social distancing there, uh-huh. it, it would spill out. And the only walkway there is it's not a narrow walkway, but for this day and age of where we're at it wouldn't be adequate enough for people that were exiting right. and getting right. in line there um, for it. So, yeah, if you want to ride the railroad, you got to get in and then go all the way to the back of the park.
0: Yeah, and that's, I mean, well, you know what you could do. I wonder Does um, I wonder if the other stuff is still running, the um, whatchamacallit. Main
1: Street Vehicles? Yeah. Um, I don't, I want to say. Probably not. I want to say yes, but I think it is a. I want to say it's a round trip ride. Like they don't oh, they don't okay. take you. You get on. So they there get by, on,
0: and then they, when you get back off, they probably clean everything.
1: Yeah, like you get on there by town square, go all the way up, um, you know pass the hub to the castle they don't drop you off and they come back i believe don't quote me on that i'm i'm not sure and i know in the beginning it wasn't all of them that were there which makes sense i don't think you're gonna have the double decker bus going because you know you can't that that'd be take a long time to clean in uh, in between um guests but who knows this could all happen june 15th a lot of stuff could happen and depending on what Disneyland wants to do. The state could be full-fledged open, but it's all what Disney wants, wants Well, and I do. bet you
0: they already have everything. They literally have probably a locked and loaded program where they legitimately are just oh. going to go, here, oh, yeah.
1: do this, do this, do this, and it's going to go, yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. Well, shoot, they probably been ready to go um, July 17th of last year when they were supposed to open. They probably had to tweak it a little bit just with state mandating and whatnot, Yeah. Um, but I'm sure as soon as they say go and Disney feels comfortable enough, they got a plan in in place. Um, It's just a matter of, you know, they have the supporting cast and cast members to be there to execute that that plan. So, um, no, it'll be interesting to see. And, I mean, on some of these is when I was, you know, putting it in here, when was it, middle of the week, a lot of this has changed or has already become... um, Old news, just because we're recording, um, a little little later on. Right. But with everything, you know, in California, as of right now, June fifteenth is the magical date for the state. Like I said, now Disneyland can do whatever they they want, but at least it opens up more options for them after that that it, date. It, comes. They know what they're
0: doing, I, and I miss. I do truly miss. Um. I I truly miss seeing the horses' names. Yeah. That was my favorite thing. Right. So they use those of you that don't know, if you're in the trolley that's getting pulled by the horse, his name he has a giant name tag on the inside of the trolley, yeah, and no, it's usually cool. like Dave. It's it's like nothing fancy. It's like it's nothing crazy. It's like it's Dave yep. or or Jenny. It's very plain, but it was that was kind of my highlight. I I love well, I love seeing that
1: exactly. It's not just horse A horse B. They you get that little bit more of that Disney connection with them yes. or. Okay, you know the cast be like okay, thanks for riding with us, and a big thanks for you know Dave or Jenny, you know or whoever for for pulling us where it's more, you know you feel more connected to it than just okay this is just just a a horse that's pulling us, and they live a fantastic life afterwards. Very well. Um, I don't know where
0: they go, but uh, I know that I've heard that it's pretty 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 fantastic. I can't remember the
1: name of it? Yeah. Well, once they did. Um, Star Wars land and took a, took away the uh, the Big Thunder Mountain Ranch or Big Thunder Ranch back there because that's yeah. where they were at. Um, they still
0: have them on property. There's a barn somewhere, and I think they have they have about half as many horses, so they get rotated yeah. in a little bit more frequently. Yep. But There's a farm in the valley somewhere down there yep. that they go to afterwards. Mind you, um, the turkeys that the the president pardons also go there. But um, just so you all know, those turkeys die like a couple weeks afterwards because they're too fat because they get plumped up. Because the ones they pardon are real turkeys. If you've ever seen a turkey in the wild, they're never that big. So um, yeah, it's the same place they go there.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And once and they, I think there was a ranch that they were already kind of going to, and they'd rotate it out. Yes, but once they actually took them, um, like I said, had, had. smaller stalls on the property once they did the expansion for star wars is that they redid the one out in the valley and it's you know very nice and they did not necessarily updating it but they could do a lot more out there because they lost that area yep um back there in the back by and i
0: believe they got more funding too for it
1: yeah yep
0: so that's kind of cool
1: um that was a long
0: diatribe for all the stuff on there. Um, and so we are talking about the Mickey's Toontown Station. Now we're talking about they have a reopening date set for the Matterhorn bobsleds. Apparently the mountain is falling apart, so they need to um, fix that. This one is the kind of crazy. It's not crazy, but it is. But, so the Reimagined Jungle Cruise will open at Disneyland first on July 16th, which makes sense because they've been closed longer. They've been fully closed um, I'll never forget the cool video that's always been floating around the internet of them removing the elephant to take a bath with a helicopter. Um, so I'm sure they did a lot of crazy stuff like that, but no one's around the parks to watch it because people forget how much of that park was closed and what, the, what kind of radius it had. Like, yeah. for because downtown Disney was closed, all the parking structures were closed. Yep. So, you know. I think it's cool. It's opening here first, so get those pictures sent to me, so we can tease everyone on the other side. Because they say that Batu East is better. I say Batu West is better, and we're gonna have the better Jungle Cruise for a little bit. And I also was made fun of on the Jungle Cruise over there by the skipper for wearing a shark shirt. And he told me after I got off the boat, he goes, "Man, it's a weird to like a team from over there. Uh, it's a weird team to pick." And I go, "Well, we're from California." And he whispers to me
1: you do know we have one of those over here one of these over there and I was like this and that's when Chris got thrown into Disney World jail for punching a jungle cruise skipper for talking about his hockey team exactly
0: um so the co- compostable waste receptacles now in use at Disneyland
1: what is that it's actually pretty cool so normally they have the two trash receptacles one for trash one for recyclables well this one is going to be for Um, More so, uh, you know, compostables where they're doing a lot more, you know, like the paper straws and whatnot. Yes, that could be, you know, recycling as well. But there's stuff that's recycled that is recyclable but not compostable. Right. Um, Or this is is with that. And the cool thing is, um, is on it, is next to it, is say you have, um, you know, liquid still in your drink. But you're done with it. They have a little um, where you could pour your drink out, the liquid in your drink, pour it in this container um, next to the trash can, and then throw your cup away in the appropriate, whether it's a recyclable cup or a compostable cup. So you're not just throwing the cup with the liquid in there where you dump it out first and it collects that liquid. I'm sure it just goes to wherever they you know, don't do anything with it. But that way, when the cast members, you know, the custodial staff comes in, and takes those plastic bags out of them. It's not dripping nasty with everyone's um, right, yeah. liquid in there from all the different um, beverage options they have there. I'm like, you know what, that that's pretty cool. You know, ha- having that having that there. So it's just something that I mean, Disneyland already um, gets numerous awards for their recycling program that they have, and they not only just do it. Um, the trash can's in the park, but they go through the, you know, regular trash and recyclable trash um, backstage as best they can and and separate uh, it out back there as well. So it, it even goes through um, backstage as well, and I think – I can't remember the numbers of it, but I think it's somewhere up in, like, the 90th percentile or above of um, – you know, as far as, as the recycling program, what they got, which is fantastic for a huge park like that, and with the foot traffic that that goes through there, so they're they're definitely doing their park and putting this out there. Um, you know, even even more so. I thought it was uh, interesting. So make sure you um, you know put your your trash in the proper uh, receptacle and. Uh, Disney would would thank you and you could save the uh, I mean and they, the
0: environment. They do a great job. Like if you ever have the chance in Disney World to do the tour where they show you how they grow everything, it seems like it would be boring, but it's it's literally one of the best tours I've ever been on. Yep. I haven't been on a walk in Walt's footsteps, which I do want to do which they haven't they're, they're not going to resume them yet. But that tour of seeing them growing the different types of food they legitimately will show you. Look, this is lettuce grown on the ground, grown on hydroponics, and grown like this. And literally, they use everything. This is just like the front. So they do like a small greenhouse you go through, but they have facilities they grow everything in. So that compost, I know in Disney World they were already using it to fertilize a lot of their crops. So you know, do your part. It's it is pretty cool.
1: No, exactly. And that tour that you're talking about, it's only like ten bucks. It's not, you know, a fifty dollars tour it. or whatnot. Was it included in your in your thing? No, it was just a line to get into when we went. Oh, that's the boat ride. Yeah. Oh, so there's another one. It goes that behind the scenes, right? That goes behind that. Me right. and the wife did, and because me, I'm you know my agriculture yeah. uh, agriculture profession, and I want. I saw it. And I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. And like I said, it was only ten bucks per person. So even if I didn't like it, I'm only out twenty bucks because it's me and the wife, right? That one, I'd go on the boat ride first because that one is you do see a lot on on that, and if you're even if you're interested in that and want a more um, you know, kind of behind the scenes tour. Then you can do the other that, one. Yeah. Yeah, Then you could do, do the other one. And I think the group that we were in, it was, you know, a pretty small intimate group. I want to say 15, maybe 20 people. If that. Um, and the, the guy, he was <laughs> actually, it was funny. He was a college grad. I'm pretty sure he was on the college program. And this is in Walt Disney world. So Florida. And he was from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo is where he graduated from. That's so, awesome. So of course I had a you know, Make fun of him a little bit because I'm Fresno State, and and, and, that's, uh,
0: and just so you know, Tim does that whenever I'm with him too. Because we were at a, a World Ag Expo and they had Miss, it was Miss Agriculture, and Tim looks her dead in the eyes and goes, "Oh, you're from Cal Poly," and she's like, "Yeah," because he I heard you guys are slow, and yeah. You'll never see a person – I still have a photo because you can see her smiling through the the anger at Tim. So Tim does make sure he rubs it into Cal Poly grads.
1: Oh, yeah. No, exactly. And SLO stands for because it's San Luis Obispo, so it's S-L-O. So it's a um, – because Fresno State is, a, is an agricultural college as Correct. well as um, Cal Poly and um, – UC Davis as well correct but UC Davis is where the, the smart people go and do the research <laughs> and, Cal, and Cal Poly and Fresno State is the one that actually does the the practical stuff so anyways that's my little on that but no it, like I said if you do enjoy that I think it's called like the behind the seeds tour oh. and it is yeah, like I said I, I highly recommend it and you get to go into their um, kind of their entomology lab and it shows you if you ever notice don't really notice that many mosquitoes out there and right. There's a reason for that, or you know, any, um, you know, in, you know, negative insect or nuisance insects. All you know, I'll say that, and there's a reason for that. They have a fantastic IPM program, and mind you, they're in the middle of a you know hot, humid swamp out there. So you got insects and, they do, and whatnot. They do
0: that make way. sure. I don't know when you went on Animal Kingdom. Did they have the Rafiki's little train?
1: Uh, Animal Kingdom. We were probably only there for just. A handful of hours route Expedition Everest And then um, We were going to go on The um, Safari one And by that time It was already like Four or five hours long And it was getting hot And we just said Alright see you later
0: So we did all of them um, And if you go on Rafiki's Little train up the hill To this little area They have signs everywhere Saying they do not use pesticides and as a as a person who was doing pest control at the time, I took a picture of it and sent it to all my friends back in California, going like, "Look at this!" And um, now California is in the same spot. So, uh, but make sure you do all those little hidden things like that. And like Tim said, I didn't know you can pay to do one, so we probably I'll probably will pay to do it because I
1: am just super fascinated about stuff like that. And, and there's different ones that you can do over there. I just happened to do that one, but I think if you Google it and whatnot, they have like you said, like in the Walton. Walk and waltz footsteps yep where um, obviously Disneyland is just the two parks and it's sm- you know smaller parks where Disney World is really spread out which a walk
0: and Waltz footsteps actually take to takes you to his apartment too which is the only way you can get there now is the walk and waltz footsteps tour or if you're becoming president at Disneyland which that's not happening for me anytime soon. So you're saying
1: there is a chance then?
0: There is a chance. Okay. They might as... hear this podcast and go, "This guy's got some great knowledge about Disney." half right? Half knowledge, you know. <laughs> uh, the knowledge I do have, though, is that I am not spending a hundred dollars on a sandwich at California Adventure because oh, that's ridiculous. On. Apparently, they say they feed six or seven.
1: Yeah. No. It's it's a it's it's funny because you get the clickbait title. Oh my gosh! Hundred dollar sandwich at you know Disney resorts. Well, it's in uh Adventures Campus. It's the, I forgot. Marvel's
0: Adventures Campus. It's in the Pim Lab. Yeah. And basically the gimmick is, is that things are either blown up or shrunk. Yep. And that's what they do with the food, which yep. goes right into Shwarma Palace 2 and is coming to the Hyperion Theory and the Pym Test Kitchen is already getting exceeding expansion because when they were announcing everything, we couldn't eat indoors. And so now everything's going to reopen on the 15th and it opens on the seventh, so they basically have to redo everything for everything's to be one way for a week. It's gonna be insane.
1: Yeah, and it's all it's all gonna be um, right outside the Hyperion Theater, where you used to line up for Frozen or Aladdin or whatnot. That big open area, mm-hmm. that's where they're going to have all of that uh, outdoor seating. So yeah, it kind of does fit in. So we're gonna be on the very very edge of Avengers um, Campus, but that's where where they're gonna have have that at. So
0: yeah. Um- and along those lines, um, they've also removed the FastPass distribution machines from Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, which I think they're fully anticipating. I don't know if they want to get people stuck in that line. I think that's what they're kind of doing. They want people to get stuck in that line so they're not overwhelming the new rides. So people are going to see the WebSlinger rides overpacked, and then they're going to go, hey, let's go over to Mission Breakout, and that's going to keep them
1: busy in that line for a while. Yeah, exactly. Which, I mean, Or so- maybe go to a virtual queue. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean that's that. It's probably what what's going to happen with that one. Or they'll do like what Indiana Jones did. They could open those virtual queues whenever they want, as they did with Indiana Jones. So, oh hey, it's only you know sixty ninety minutes long. Oh, that's fine. Oh, it's getting up to a couple hours. Okay, virtual queue only. Oh, it got back down. All right, no no vir- virtual queue. Yep. Especially if they're not going to do. Fast passes. I mean, they haven't done fast passes or max passes right away. So yeah. let's get this system going. And who knows? Maybe the new system that comes out isn't like a, a fast pass, and it's just going to be all virtual queues, and that'll kind of be your "quote unquote" fast pass for it. Yeah. Um. But it it is interesting because that I don't like that ride as far as the mechanics of it. You know, the a, a dropping type ride. But the queue for that ride is pretty awesome. You know what's it.
0: what's funny is I don't know if I told the story on here before. So like I said, I was there for the grand opening, and um, I'm in the social club, and we we're Guardians of the Galaxy based, and so our backs of our shirts were the Ravagers. So we're basically we have the Yondu's face in Mickey Mouse form on the back of our our jackets and vests and t-shirts and one of the executives so he's in this full suit walks over and goes you guys excited because he sees us and we're like yeah and he goes well did you like um Tower of Terror and I go I hated it and he's like why and I go that weightlessness everything just didn't like it and he goes okay he goes well guess what I hated it too and I have been on this one seven times and I was like really he, and I think the music its what changes it. The music alone gets you kind of excited. I mean, it drops so fast. One of my friends had a popcorn bucket that in one of the photos, when it dropped, the popcorn bucket was floating next to my wife's head. That's how fast it drops. So it's not one of those, oh, you know, so it drops fast. Um, and so it is one, I feel like that virtual queue was one of the first ones in our area that kind of... Made it next level to where you're looking at everything, you're looking for hints. You see, there's a baby Groot hid hiding in one spot when you look at the map. Um, there's uh, uh, Rocket Raccoon tracks all over the place from him trying to sneak in, you know. And I will say that ride too. Um, for those that haven't been on it, there's plenty of videos on YouTube, but when you load up for the queue, you're sitting there talking to Rocket Raccoon, and that animatronic goes down a lot, but they have a backup plan for it, and then. They still get it fixed fast. That's the fastest one I've ever seen fixed. I've seen it down at noon and back up by one o'clock. Because they usually have two different rooms going because there's two elevators.
1: Yeah, no, ex- exactly. And same thing like you are saying. You know, I'll go on it more so now. Like one, maybe two times uh, a trip or before. I wouldn't go on it at all. And it's the same ride system, but like you said, it's... You know, before it was Twilight Zone, black and white and whatnot, where now there's a lot going on. You have the soundtrack, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Each scene, there's a lot going on there. It's right. not like, hey, look down this hallway. Oh, lightning strikes and you drop or you go up. Or there is, re- you know, every screen. And when they redid it, I mean, the screens are crisp. They're clear. Oh, yeah. And even the kind of the elevator bounces a little bit Yep. where before it would go kind of go up to a scene and like stop be stationary where here it kind of bounces a little bit Um, there's one scene where like um, what's his name Dave Bautista like hits the guy and when he hits it it kind of like you feel like he hit it it kind of jolts a little bit and then it goes up and down I'm like Okay, this is a lot different. Granted, I still don't like the dropping effect with only having a seatbelt. I mean, I want, I want a full five point. I need a, I need a shoulder harness. like I will say, Incredicoaster.
0: I will say that because of me and Tim not liking it, we did get him uh, to say hello to Derek Huff. Tim was more vulgar than than I was. But we did meet him and um the dude that played JP from Grandma's Boy and who was also in uh, Dodgeball. Um he was uh there. We gotta meet him because we didn't go with the wives. They actually both went on and we didn't. So that was, you know, fun. So well let's hope they it keeps, you know, let's hope it works according to plan and it does everything they needed to. Um, Disneyland Ho- Hotel is reopening July second with Trader Sam's included. Which Trader Sam's, if you've never been to it, is the most laid back, relaxing. They're not trying to force you out. We had drinks there one night, and like we weren't going crazy with drinks. And most places will kind of like come up and be like, "Hey, you're getting more drinks, you're getting more drinks," but. Um, They got really cool, like, custom drink cups and stuff like that every once in a while. They have a flaming one I've seen there before. So I think it's good to plan for July 2nd. That way, if everything's somewhat more back to normal, they can kind of take stuff into account for, like, the different drink cups, the different celebratory stuff, and make it more uniform. So it gives them about, you know, two weeks to three weeks just to kind of get everything kind of normal.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the only um, advice I'd give for Trader Sam's if you... Want to get a seat, especially on the inside, get there early. Um, if not, it's kind of you just got to wait for someone to get up and get in there really quick. We sat outside it, <laughs> in the nice relaxing chairs, and it was yeah. nice. Yeah, I mean, outside is it's fantastic area, but you get people, you know, oh, I want to be inside. I want to be up by the bar. And there's a lot of, you know, different, you know, animatronics that, or not m- tr- animatronics, but like show effects that go on in there when somebody orders a, a drink or whatnot, but it is. It's tiny, but it's fantastic. It'd definitely go go check it out. Yeah, do that. Um,
0: we have three things left. One of them is just plain and simple. They're removing the temperature checks from uh, uh, transportation and ticket center at Walt Disney World, which basically everything else is going away in the next... Couple weeks, anyways. Yeah, um, and then relaxation relaxation stations are being removed from Walt Disney World. But those are those spots where you could go to remove your mask in a designated area, which they're no longer required outside, so you don't need those anymore.
1: The only thing that stinks about that it was it was usually in a building and it's usually air conditioned. Well. Guess what? Now we're coming in the summer months. I just want a relaxation. I'll keep my mask on. I don't care. I just want to be inside and in in air condition. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the thing is,
0: though, is I think that they did those too because some people I know for how many times Disney Disney, uh, California Adventure, we'd go to that little ice cream shop and we would just to get cooled off, we would get a Mickey's kitchen sink and then sit there for like 30 minutes, 45 minutes to
1: relax, eat the ice cream super slow, and then, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, and usually the ones at Disney World, they were in different show buildings, not show buildings, but buildings where they weren't kind of being utilized right right now with a lot of stuff opening back up. It may be, you know. They have to get them out of there. Being utilized now, yeah.
0: And the last thing is, Trader Sam's gift shop has arrived at the Jungle Cruise in Magic Kingdom.
1: Yeah, and, and when, when it says when it says drive, I'm like, oh, cool, we're going to see pictures. Nope. No, nope. it's under the netting. You could see the outline of it and whatnot, which is, I mean, we knew what it was going to be like from the concept art. Right, right. But it's under the, um, it's like when they took Trader Sam out, and they had the netting there to hide his, his base, or even just, I think there was, for a day or two, they just had the netting over the, um, Trader the Sam, character yeah. there. Or this, they have the, you could see the, the shop there but it's all under the netting. Which I'm kind of
0: excited for because I want to see how close to the actual drawings they get because I think that's the thing is Trader Sam's gift shop is visible from land, whereas you can't see a lot of the animatronics. So you want to know how screen accurate it's going to be because if it's going to be as accurate as it looks in the drawings, then you can only imagine what's going to happen with the other stuff in there that it's going to be just as accurate.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And there's even going to be... You know, it's not just going to be a shop, just plain stationary shop. There's like, you know, a monkey or something in there too. There's something. Right. There, there's some movement in there, correct? Um, as well. So that's going to be be pretty cool. And I wonder how they're going to do it at Disneyland because you have the Tropical Hideaway right there, right? Where Aladdin's Oasis is. So I'm sure they have some kind of, you know, they could put wall a wall up next to whatnot. Aladdin's Oasis. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, you know, it's still got to be. Look good, not just a a wall, sure be you know a bamboo wall or or whatnot. So just kind of curious to see that, and exactly where they they put that gift shop at because it seems like and i could be wrong because technically
0: or, it could be further back off we wouldn't exactly, be able to see it
1: or worthy um because the natives dancing those aren't going to be there anymore so i wonder and that kind of sits farther back oh yeah that's so, right after the monkeys going through the luggage and everything yep exactly so it could be back over there in in that corner because you'd see the natives and then before you make that turn then you got trader, trader sam, sam right there sam there so you might have could with, be something else there with, with the, Sam uh, is. with the elephant yeah it could be yeah exactly they may have a little special something there who hmm. who knows so be curious to see how how it goes and the nice thing is is it'll be at Disneyland before Disney World so we get to beat
0: you guys so haha well we want to thank you all for being with us. It was awesome having Tim here live. It's so much easier to record. I don't have to edit anything. I legitimately just have to end this thing. So, and we even had technical difficulties that were easy to fix right here on the fly. I wasn't having to hang up Skype and call him back. You know, we like having him in town. So, uh, we thank you all for listening. Was it Mr. J?
1: Yes.
0: Thank you, Mr. J, and all your homies out there uh, for listening. I hope you guys have an amazing summer because um, I know you guys should be done here pretty soon, and I think you guys deserve all the fun times that you can have. Uh, so we greatly appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you go to our link tree L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast Gaming for all the links. Uh, so, for the FOMOcast,
1: I'm Chris. Uh, I'm Tim.
0: And we will see you guys next time. <laughs>